I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian and writer, Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizza. Hello. And a very special mix of very special guests. Post the questions that need to be asked, and we're talking everything from politics, both uh, regular and hood, as well as semantics, as well as prosthetics, as, as well, well as, as how am I still losing socks? How I'm, I'm thirty-five, Dane. I'm still losing socks. There's a there's a heaven for them. There's a heaven for odd socks. There's a fucking conspiracy. I'm not yeah, going to go into it I, now. I but. don't know what it is, and why why don't they have like socks? Well, they're probably just tracking for socks now. I imagine that's going to be probably... costly. Yeah. Anyway, I pay a seventy pound pair of socks. But anyway, moving on. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, I don't own it. I saw a pair. I saw oh, a pair. Okay, I don't right, own fine. a pair of seventy pounds. Oh god, mate, you could have that. I could, but yeah. then you know, how would I sleep at night? There's an there's an Edinburgh. comfortably there's apparently an Edinburgh. <laughs> with some that's an Edinburgh yeah, exactly seventy pound socks. Seventy pound socks. It could happen. It could definitely happen. On today's show. Our guest is a comedian. She's a writer for BBC Radio 4, regularly records stand-up for BBC Radio, and in 2017 actually performed at the Johannesburg International Comedy Festival. She's taken two-hour-long shows to the Edinburgh Fringe, which were very successful and very funny, and she's been on podcast panel shows, Global Pillage and the Guilty Feminist Podcast, and is also a good friend and good and a good uh, companion for a car journey, <laughs> and, has, and has one of the best observations on the Great British Bake Off that I've ever heard. Oh. Uh, it's... Uh, Good friend of mine, Athena Kublenyu. Hey. Hey. Thank you for what's, coming. What's my observation of Bake Off? I've forgotten it. If I that the whole thing is uh, predicated on sugar, uh, access to which came through Victorian oh, times yeah, yeah, yeah. during the slave trade, which they kind of leave out the fact, the reason why we are so sugar obsessed and why we have sugar in the first place. Yeah, I talk about that a lot, actually. It does my head in. Yeah. You know, because the sugar conversation is like linked to slavery um, and the rise of patisserie in the, in the West is linked to slavery and we celebrate it and it's like a decadent thing that should be destroyed. Right. Yeah, that kills more people yeah. than you know supposedly gun crime in the black community does, as well as I'll go far to say that co- uh, sugar has probably been responsible for more bloodshed than cocaine. Probably, yeah. Actually, if you think about like something like diabetes, like it's like that's one of the biggest. Diabetes kills more people than anything in this country. Don't quote me on that. No, like, I think it like, does. It's like yeah. a massively, mm. there's, there's a massively crazy statistic about diabetes. But you can reverse it now, can't you? Have you well, seen this stuff? Yeah, you, you're always able to. You've always you been able to because it's sugar that causes it. Yeah. So you mm. cut out the sugar and you can reverse it. It's an autoimmune yeah. disease, so it's mm. just a question of you introducing too much uh, sugar into your body. Which it's a means great excuse for not going out, isn't it? Well, no I'm sugar, busy, yeah. what, being, I'm busy reversing my diabetes. A lot of sugar that people, ad, adults especially, because adult onset diabetes is an autoimmune uh, condition that comes from your immune system attacking pancreatic cells. And you can uh, cure yourself of adult onset diabetes by uh, regulating your diet. And a lot of the time, I think most people consume their sugar via uh, alcohol. Hmm. Um, but then the thing is, for those who don't have alcohol, like Muslims, for example, uh, very big on sugary treats because the only vice they can enjoy so when you go to like uh, Edgware Road, for example, yeah. then you or even Dubai, they are also potentially on the cusp of having a real issue with obesity because mm. a sugar is the only vice they're able to enjoy, which is not haram, and also 
they're in a desert, which means people don't walk around very much to walk off all of the yeah. sugar they take in and everyone drives everywhere. And also, if you are in a very prestigious uh, uh, echelon of society, no one's going to be like, hey, man, you can start to put on weight because that will get you whipped. If anything, that's a signal. I mean, that's a sign of power. Like, yeah. Yeah. just being able to walk around and be fat and like, in be like, no one's going to talk to you. And you, you then take, think, well... You, I, you dare people to say something mm-hmm. you know? I dare you to say something but like there's a big issue here that the food industry just poisons people for money yeah. like it's only incentive is to make money so it won't say oh we won't sell that product because it's a bit unhealthy it will say we'll sell that product because it will make people hungrier and thirstier which is like imagine like being sold petrol that falls at the bottom of your car like you yeah. wouldn't buy it right but with food that's what they do what and sugar is like the most kind of effective means of giving people something that satiates them but then like gives them a craving again. My so. wife worked, used to work in advertising as I think I've told Dane many times before. And, uh, and she, she, one of her jobs was, was to get a, a famous chocolate spread brand yeah. to, uh, to double their sales. And the way they did it was convince parents that it's quite healthy to have this for breakfast. And their sales went through the fucking roof. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen those it. adverts. Seen like, hey, just spread chocolate on your bread for breakfast. It, It'll give you loads of energy. There's a great meme about which kind of just, uh, sort of illustrates what's in it, and it's like sixty percent sugar, mm. and it's like two percent nuts. It's palm oil. Is it palm oil? Yeah, there's a lot of palm oil in it, but yeah, it's, it's basically sugar mm. with like a little bit of chocolate. Basically, in it. it's yeah. a brown sugar butter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife said that's my, <laughs> that's, that's my username for certain my wife always but, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, my wife always said that the, the way to explain sugar addiction to people she drew this great picture because she's smart aren't you tara if she's listening and she she drew this picture of like imagine if they were selling uh coke if you were addicted to cocaine yeah and you, everywhere you went there were just adverts for cocaine you would do a lot of fucking cocaine and that's what sugar is. There's yeah, just yeah. like adverts for it constantly and we're all sucked into it. Hey, I went to buy some petrol. Oh, there's fucking chocolate everywhere. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like... Uh, it's mad. But ironically, like as much as I hate sugar, I hate the sugar tax mm. because... Um, Ugh, <laughs> what an annoying thing. It is because even though I hate sugar every now and again, I like my treats. Mm. You know what I mean? I like my ginger beer. Um, reward yourself like, I, like, I like a cherry vanilla coke from five guys can't have that anymore because nah. now it's cherry vanilla zero it, and it really ta- yeah and it tastes like it tastes like swimming pool water yeah you know like mm. why replace the sugar with chemicals i sort of feel like and no one's been educated as to how mm. bad sugar is because they're just consuming the same crap without the sugar mm. rather than making like a choice to have something healthier i think so. the sugar as well is that the sugar that we most people consume nowadays is actually cornstarch yes so it's yeah, actually yeah. from cane like yeah, cane yeah, sugar could be okay in moderation mm. it's the fact that we have like fructose which is like cornstarch mm. i don't even know you can get sugar from corn in the first place it's mm. like but highly refined yeah, so it's yeah. highly refined and oh man if you smell that stuff and that's burning when you go to a th- to a fairground yeah. that's what gets me the minute you put it in your mouth about 10 minutes later it's turned to fat wow. i mean again not yeah. a true statistic yeah. but just using yeah. that exaggeration say like it is if you don't burn that off it just metabolizes like mm. in very very quickly so it's poison the food industry poison poisons us a great alternative uh, cocaine obviously yeah 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 if you become obese then cocaine will help you lose those pounds yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. for sure um, yeah, that's funny for enough sure. we're sponsored by uh, okay. no we're not no we're not and dane's agent we're definitely not that's, <clears throat> sorry well, it's probably time for a first question then, isn't it sorry everyone oh uh, yeah so yeah so so uh, so athena as our esteemed guest um who is also podcasting for two Oh, oh that's sweet. That's, yeah. that's probably the cutest thing someone's ever said. I'm uh, still, you only get one question, just so you know. Uh, I get one question. <laughs> you get one question. Right, well, I won't so. ask hers then because it was rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my question is 
it's kind of, it's a closed question, but it's also an obtuse one. Mm-hmm. Is it worth fighting the power? Oh, it's a good question. Wow. Should I give you some background as to why I'm asking it? Yes, yeah, please. So I realized something not too long ago. Like when I was younger, I used to like get up, watch TV, turn on teletext, <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, look at the news. That's what I get my news from. And yeah. something, something would piss me off. Like, mm-hmm. and this is me as like a 10 year old going, I'm really annoyed. And then all through secondary school, you know, you'd open up a newspaper or just 17 and whatever. I'd look at, look at something like that and be like, something would piss me off. Mm. Right. And now fast forward 2018, I go through my Twitter time every morning, something pisses me off. And I'm like, why is it, when something, when I'm going to wake up and have everything just be just for one day, okay. No cartoons of Serena Williams, yeah, yeah. no triggering, no Labour Party um, sh- shadow ministers saying weird stuff. Yeah. No, no one, no Twitter threads. Not, like just mm-hmm. when, is it worth it? Because we've been fighting the power for a long time now. Yeah, and it's, it feels like a, very, a proxy war against stupidity that we're losing. Mm. Yeah, fucking right. I mean, Dane, do you want to go point. first? Like, Dane just l- uh, looking off into the distance, <laughs> listeners. No, yeah, I'm, think, no I'm thinking about it because, <laughs> like the you know, one tier. in many ways, yeah, exactly. In many ways, it's definitely been my experience that, uh, you know, I've had yeah, a very similar journey whereby I guess as soon as I had some level of uh, self-awareness or awareness of my uh, racial or cultural identity, and I'd say moving forward, like it would be like, yeah, either every day or every other day, you'd see a tabloid uh story which would yeah elicit some negative emotion and i'd be pissed off real quick so i can definitely relate to that so i'd say short answer yes it is worth fighting the power and i say that because i am aware that uh my my current experience so far as the uh phenomenon that does piss me off whether it is like you said uh the proxy war against the stupid um is that the odds that i consider myself stacked against me in this fight against the power uh, seem insurmountable a lot of time, but in comparison to previous battles fought, I feel like you know the fact that I'm even able to articulate my angst or my anger at the power structures shows a level of progress that we've made. Mm. Where there was a time where if you spoke up against the established structures that oppressed us, you know, for example, like uh, is it Noble Drew Ali, who was like Elijah Muhammad and. Mm. Malcolm X's predecessor, he was uh, arrested for sedition. Just for even a suggestion of self, of black self-determination, that was enough for you to go to prison. So if I can be at a stage now where I can potentially have a platform and I can speak out against uh, these systems, then mm. I, I guess there's some progress. And I guess, you know, the way to rationalize it is that when you say, is it worth finding the power? It's, it's yes. Even if you may not live to see the victory or see the beginning of it, like, you know, I, I, I like to... And, and, and maybe I romanticize the struggle to an extent, but for me, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a brick in this wall. But, mm. but, so but I suppose can. the question is, one, the power, it, change, it, it, it changes over time. Does, that, yeah. is, that is a weird, in our lifetime, yeah, yeah. We, we, the power was fought by Tony Blair and then he became the power and then... Or was he always the power? Well, if you ask George, <laughs> George Galloway would say, yes, he is. But you know what I mean though? Like, <laughs> yeah. the, we were too young to really, at mm-hmm. the time, understand the Tories and what happened in that period when we were a lot younger. But like, it, you know, it, it, he obviously was the opposition to the power. And then he became the power. And then these other people became the power. I think it was someone who fucked a pig was in, <laughs> was one of the power. <laughs> and then he, he yeah. bottled it. Yeah. And then there's this new power in charge who can't keep hold of the power because who, they're not very good. And wasn't democratically elected. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But also with Tony Blair, like 
in many ways he didn't change we just changed our minds about what he represented because he mm. represented like you know financial freedom and mm. having lots of money and ownership of stuff and like actually um, know, embodied and, thatcherism a lot more yeah, than we actually I think so thought. Yeah. yeah in fact the thing that pissed people off about thatcherism i think wasn't that it existed it was that it was only for like the few people mm. didn't want to change the the structure of society they just wanted a piece of that pie and Tony Blair kind of allowed that. Like when I was at school, everybody had Tamagotchis and pages and yeah. stuff mm. like, you know, and, yeah, and university for, for a lot of people at yeah, university yeah. It would have been an impossible. It was not even up for discussion. And they uh, yeah, with the intro- and then with the introduction of like junior cues and BTECs and vocational qualifications, then it opened up. Yeah. A lot, a whole yeah. Lot, so, uh, and that whole kind of that, the idea of like a financial kind of boom, like you can have free money or whatever. Mm, much. And then obviously there was a financial kind of crash and people start to get educated as to like where money comes from and mm. how it doesn't grow in trees. And people had these massive mortgages and they were like, oh, okay, maybe it's not so cool that we could borrow hundred percent of our yeah. incomes or whatever. I suppose my point was just that, that, that the power will yeah. always be there and changing, yeah. morph into different things well, every the, generation. The, the, yeah, yeah. It's like you said, if, when you said the power's always been there, it's like, has it, does it change? Because uh, I think the best, uh, I guess the best bit of literature I read about regards to power structures was in 1984, mm. uh, when there's a book within the book, which is uh, called Theories on Oligarchical Collectivism. And the idea is that like the structure of how we exist is that you have the uh, proletariat or the the proles as they're called and like you know the poor where you know your biggest challenges are you know food water shelter and to procreate your most base human requirements then you have the bourgeoisie which are like the middle class mm-hmm. who are, can be a lot more transient and they're trying to stay afloat so they don't end up being a part of proletariat mm-hmm. and in some cases are aspiring to the ruling class and then you have the ruling class which today might be referred to as like the one percent and essentially the mechanism works by, whereby the uh, bourgeoisie will try and mobilize the proletariat to help them overthrow the ruling class so that they could come become the ruling class. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and basically usurp them from power so mm. they end up becoming. And I feel like that's always been the structure and it's never changed. That's Brexit. You just described Brexit just well, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just <laughs> or Brexit, it. or even if you, it was chattel slavery is the same thing as well, whereby, mm. you know, you had a group of people who would have been the bourgeoisie in the UK who want to start America because they didn't want to keep kicking up money towards this uh, monarchistic uh, uh, kind of system. Yeah. And then realized they could, and so they started capitalism and capitalism obviously a system based on exploitation of Africa. And so I had all the slaves and then had to create a separation between the proletariat would have been, you know, the historic like white slaves and or the, or like the non Anglo-Saxon Protestant population of America and created a term of whiteness so they would be distinct, so that they wouldn't be able to mobilise, they wouldn't be galvanised, and obviously have their competence in labour and strength and overthrow the bourgeoisie, and and become part of the middle class. But this is kind of what I mean about, is it worth fighting a foul? Because if you look at America, what you just described, people will say, oh, they just recreated it with the prison system. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. in it's weird because in, in many ways you're right, what you said at the beginning, like things have improved and things have gotten better and we live in, you know, you've got like, you can be Kevin Hart now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. In America, <laughs> you know, this is, you can have the American dream and you can, and you can live that. But at the same time, it's like, that's like almost like the visible kind of, the visible freedom. Yeah, but of course. Actually, yeah. There's a lot of people beneath that who are still living in that same in that same paradigm completely. Well, I suppose that's the, that's the, the extension of the question, isn't it? Yeah. Is it worth finding the power to win is it worth finding the, yeah, yeah. find the power just because someone's got it? But yeah, and that's, that's what that's it is. Thing, I think, though. and I think this is sometimes, especially like being in 
the creative industries of being entertainment, mm. we kind of like, we know, it definitely feels like there's more opportunities for people who aren't traditionally afforded those opportunities. But then that's very, still very individualistic. You still have like the structures beneath, yeah. beneath us and beneath that still haven't have remained the same. And we celebrate like the successes because you have to, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. But actually it's almost like, um, I, do we, do, the question that, this question was triggered by Windrush actually because mm-hmm. right. I was thinking to myself like this really awful thing is happening and I don't think as black people in this country we've ever had so much like power wealth influence yeah. and yet they can still deport us yeah. you know in this way and they've been doing it for years and it, you know it's been going on it, a long fucking time and right? it, and, it did, yeah. and it's not like we didn't notice because I think a lot of I've, I definitely had friends of friends and I've heard people talk about things that have happened but to know it was happening en masse as a sort of a matter of policy and we were like uh, quite inactive and now we know about it and we're still just as inactive. But yeah, so what, what were we fighting for? You know, yeah. all that all that we achieved, all those, you know, all, all the all the sporting success, all the intellectual success, all the yeah. Even all the, wealth. all the industrial success of yeah, setting up, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, being in, in, integral to public transport, especially in London, yeah. as well as like, you know, healthcare. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and it's like this, the presence that we have in this country, this idea that we can fight to kind of be thought, thought of as British yeah. and integral. And yet this happens and we don't have a, there's not a lot of amplification of our anger out there. That's so. a good, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it, it's, I think, and it's, that's probably part of the issue where this uh, almost political or social impotence has come from is the fact that because we've had it better than we've had it. And for some people, if you have been historically impressed, having it better than you've had it, it while it's not the same as equality, yeah. comparatively, if relatively speaking to you, it's fine. So like, like going back to like other examples or instances, like with Kanye's uh, statement about slavery yeah. being a choice. Like some people kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I kind of see what he's saying and blah, 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 blah. And to me, that almost, that revealed some element of black privilege that there are some people that feel so disconnected with historic struggle. They could be like, well, you know, we are doing quite well. well it's blah, the new blah. conservatism. It's like I'm yeah. here because I worked for it, so you have to work for it. The whole, yeah, the whole yeah. bootstraps narrative. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think you know, to me, and obviously, listen, I'm just one Jewish man in the world, but like, at least in this country, you talk about fighting the power. I think one of the biggest problems we've had, yeah, and it's not a popular opinion I'm about to say, <laughs> is that what does the left represent? Like, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, that's a good question. And, and and it's and it's really really upsetting because like. I am a, a TV producing liberal human being who, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, you're not getting me supporting a hard right wing agenda. Ever. Yeah. That's just not happening. Yeah. But then I look at how they got their fucking fingers in <laughs> into people's minds yeah. over the last couple of years. And I look at the left and I go, well, what have you guys been doing while this has been going on? I tell you what we've been doing. We've been fighting amongst each other yeah. on, on issues that I would say like, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm about to tread on very treacherous ice here. Okay. Yeah, so I'm yeah. aware of it, but there's issues that people talk about online that are issues worthy of discussion, but not to the level of discussion when there are people acting how they act on the right wing, who are your real enemy. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree. And, and, and there's tons of people like, so take, for example, I'm just going to say like pronouns to describe people, uh, you know, and that's an issue of, of transgender. That's a big issue. And, and you yeah. know what? People should discuss that. But you know what? You might also want to focus on the fucking lunatics yeah, on the right yeah. wing. You're not going to yeah. get elected like because you can remember to use they and them. Yeah. Know, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. And, like, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. So don't out people and attack people in the way that they do. Like, uh, to me, on the left, that's the, that's the number one reason why we ended up in, 
in these situations yeah. in the last couple of years because you were too busy doing that when really your big enemies over there being fucking well, assholes. But it goes back to what I'm saying about the bourgeoisie is that like essentially while we have this dialogue along these bipartisan lines and who's on the left and who's on the right, uh, you look at like a picture of the alumni of the Bullingdon Club, they're both left and right and they decide to be politicians before they decide which party they'll be uh, have allegiance with. And yeah. I think it's very similar to a, a, a certain uh, part of society whereby people that are always actively involved in this uh, discourse online, people that are insist on these things. For me, how can I put this? I'll be honest, I just feel like, you know, it's a lot of just middle-class people that are coming up with identities to make their lives more interesting and to almost alleviate themselves of the responsibility of being a part of the privileged. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, there's definitely... I mean, this is definitely something that's a big part of white feminism because... Um, Which I sometimes refer to as demonism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they'd probably like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> a nice, a nice gender neutral. Yeah, you copyright that, don't you? No, no. Yeah, but this is this is because really, I always have to remind white women, and I think sometimes they get annoyed with me for it. Like you have like this society that's structured in a certain way in the West, arguably the globe, but let's say the West, um, and the top of it is like white men, and like beneath them. It's you. White women, it's Thank like, you. Straight white women. It's you. you. Like you're right, secondary you're benefactors right of, of secondary so, benefactors of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like exactly. the, the idea of like the kind of the victimhood that comes out of being identifying as a, as a feminist has to be measured against like other mm. aspects of your identity, whether you're white or you're straight or you're disabled or whatever, mm. which they will call intersectionality. Which, but it's more than just knowing what it means. You have to understand how if you are like, a white straight woman that like, you probably are part of the problem and don't even realize it mm. um, because that's just that's not your fault. That's a world you've inherited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, to, but, to, so, yeah, but to attempt to try and detach yourselves from that as under the yeah, guise yeah. of feminism you can't do that yeah yeah you can't, especially because you know most people that educate primary education is from their mother so mm. you know these these races are coming from somewhere mm. yeah but you know what in in response to the original question i have to say yes right because i'll give you one example gay rights that is that is a, a scenario where the power was successfully fought that's true and yeah. we are now gonna grow up we were gonna have kids and they're gonna grow up and if someone's gay, you know what? The p- vast percentage of this society will be like, oh, yeah. yeah that's Whereas before, it, yeah. it was like a major thing. And, and so that, that, that is a sign that at times. But is that, is, I mean, I would like to see that amongst working class as well. I think it's okay. be- at, least, at least acceptance of the principle yes, is, is, is across the board now because yeah. it's law. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, with, with the exception of a few nations. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for the for the most part, but I think yeah, it's definitely uh, worth fighting the power. Uh, yeah, I'm depending, on, depending, on, depending on who the power is, but I could, but then the thing is, it's just the fact that there will never be a uh, the conquest of the powers that be will always like as long as people crave power as well, then there'll always be one to fight as well. Mm. So yeah, a great question. Good question. Really good question. What's Hendrix say again? It, it said that. Uh, we will never overcome. We'll never be able to enjoy the power of love until we people we overcome the love. Love of power. the love of power. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. My my thing is like it is worth it, but only if you're organised and you know what yeah. what good looks like. That's what tapped into what I was saying about the yeah, left. Right? We've yeah. never we've never really been organised. Like going back to the Windrush example, like I think as sort of as a black population in this country, so made up of Caribbean and African and mixed race people, we are like so disorganized. We have no spokespeople. We have no organized way to respond to things. We have no galvanized identity. Yeah. Like African-American nah, is a distinct identity. Yeah, yeah. And within that, under that umbrella, then you have Caribbean Americans mm. and you have, uh, you know, uh, members of Afro-Latinos or members of Latin community. Whereas like black British 
is not really is not is a term that was more projected onto us rather than a term mm. we created for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Black British and we're, we've got gold medals around our necks. Yeah, pretty and much. I think it's like it's we. Really, I've actually, I actually, the, it actually upsets me a little bit that this is this can happen and will continue to happen because I don't think I, I, don't, I don't I don't have to stop it. All I can do is like add a little bit in my show about it. So that was a nice mm. tweet about it. I'm working on it. <laughs> You've got to keep doing it. Sorry, no, I'm, yeah, work, I'm, work, I'm right, working on cool, it. Cool. I'm working on it. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. It's in it's in hand. Right. I, I, uh, That's what I came to check. What do you like Windrush Day? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm making inquiries. I'm going to speak right. on it. Uh, I was on BBC uh, on Sunday. Yeah, you were uh, talking about it as well. So uh-huh. uh, I'm just trying to find as many uh, diverse because I think media plays such a large part in forming Big the uh, yeah, perspective, yeah. Uh, the per- perspicacity of uh, how we are viewed as a member of the diaspora. And I'm trying to yeah, combat that as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fighting, Athena, for uh, you and for all of us. Me and my unborn will rest easy. I don't know, you should, Tonight, man. I'm, fight, I'm, fight, I'm fighting for the babies. I am, yeah. I am. I mean, I, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't claim to be fighting it in the same way that Dane is. That would be... I did complain I did complain to the uh, Great Northern Railway and got a refund. It's always, uh, it all so counts. Jewish people all I've got. have traditionally always been allies of black freedom movements. Okay, we talk about this every week. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, really? Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. And that's the dream This is so funny. South Africa, even in the UK, it wasn't Jewish people pushing shit for letterboxes. You know what I mean? So... I was, I've this the anti-Semitism thing and as I, it's happened at the same time with Vindrush and I think that's not a coincidence. Mm. Like it's actually part of the same, even though someone will say it's one thing's coming from Labour, one thing's coming from conservatives, mm. it's actually part of the same racism. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a real shame that we don't always, or we haven't really acknowledged that as strongly as we should have. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely Maybe that's lots of commonality. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, how we fight the power. <laughs> no, but it's the key. The galvanisation is, yeah. is, yeah. is a big, it's a big part of it. And I think, yeah, that's a really good point actually that mm. like it's happening at the same time. And I think, you know, in terms of Corbyn, I like the guy. I feel mm. like what his intentions are to try and do that within the framework of the left as it exists is mm. probably why he's flopping. Yeah. So I think in order for him to, if he wants to affect the uh, mm. changes and the uh, and arrive at the uh, social climate that he desires, judging by how he speaks, then he would have to go so far to say, we doubt any kind of anti-Semitism within the party and mm. really kind of restructure the left as it exists. Yeah. So yeah. But that's a big challenge. Well, that's what we're here for, man. Yeah. The soul is forged in suffering, isn't it? It's a good question, though. Great that was a great cool. question. I'm going to go slightly different then, uh, uh, but not and not ask something quite as serious. Well, no, it could have serious. I always make it serious. It's a real problem. No, 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 no it's not a problem. problem. We won that. We won that. We won that. That's question what it's about. everything. So I'm going to ask our guest a question, mm-hmm. and it's because of, uh, you know, you're potentially about to... Well, it could happen on this show. You could... Um. You know, this could be a live <laughs> birth. We, we go to the ambulance, you know, if we phones, really... Phone's on standby. <laughs> so I'm, I've been ready since the start. Yeah, but, we're ready, we're ready. Uh, this no, is soundproof, isn't it, this yeah. place? You might yeah. want to get outside whilst it's happening. <laughs> no, we got this. Tear us some towels, it's all good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an incredible scenario of being pregnant, uh, and, and, and this is cool to talk about, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and uh, I'm going to yeah. ask this question, because I... Think about this all the time. Who's right? the father? I'm not saying. Twitter poll. I smell a Twitter poll coming. No. Um, <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a really simple question, which uh, is, what, what's it like having a human being growing inside of you? And doesn't it make you think that all men are fucking just wimps? And we just uh, wimps? I, I thought that anyway. So that's... <laughs> no, um, what's it like? It's just like having wind. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't know how to... It is... I it is like I've never had tapeworm before, but I imagine right. if you have tapeworm, 
you know, because they crawl around in your stomach. Yeah. Um, eat, I don't know. Eat everything you eat. I, I swing from, oh my God, the miracle creation to mm. bloody hell, there's six billion of us. We can't all be miracles. <laughs> it depends on what what side of the bed I get out of. But you like, and you, I'm, yeah, I'm talking so. about like chores, right? Okay. So like you were, you, you know, like we all have chores that we do in our house. You put, put the washing in the machine. Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to hang it up. Oh, I'll fucking do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like, you know, like I respect and love Dane here, right? But if he had to go through what you'd been through, I think he might. I'm glad you'd hear about it. You'd hear about it. You'd fucking hear about it. That's for sure. There'd be a nine month Twitter thread is what that would be. I mean, I can't even describe to you how difficult I would become if I had to create a human being inside my body. I can just about live a day. I would say normally the physical burden of being a woman is greater than that of a man. The, the periods and all that stuff um so yeah like being pregnant is it's as it is as awful as as they say it is you get you, you're mm. sick it's not morning sickness it's all day sickness you lose control of your body and i'm a bit of a control freak yeah so that's the thing i hated the most i couldn't control what i ate anymore because that's just eat what yeah, my yeah. mouth wanted mm. you know what i mean I, so I, what were you said what, what, what's what's the changes eating wise um just cheese pizza white cheese, bread yeah. And I used to be sort of brown bread, chickpeas, kale, carrots, yeah, all that stuff, hummus. And then overnight, it was just like Mars bars, Mars ice creams, any mm. variation of the Mars brand. I really like the yeah, Mars sh- thing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> see, I'm in here and I'm thinking, oh, you that's a good That's a good Maybe I was just mad like me. This is like, even whilst I was doing it, I was like, this is great. But also my mind was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Right. I put on four and a half stone. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I, I sat around for two weeks and put on four yeah. pounds and I was like, most of, it's, like no, most of it's knockers to be fair. Um, <laughs> 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 guys are like, hey, There are people in like, in science labs right now trying to create a womb to stick into a man. Oh, so, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> now it's, it's, it is like, it is a privilege, but it's, it's literally, you lose control of everything exists for the baby now. So baby brain is a real thing because all your oxygen leaves your brain mm. and gets sent to the child. Oh, so it's okay. totally true. You do become very absent-minded and right. clumsy um, and you know, all that stuff. Do so you notice a, 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 an actual functioning change? Like as in, your, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. It, like you, all the under hormones man like i came i came out in a rash all over basically you get all these symptoms and then you call the midwife and they go yeah pregnancy so it's literally rash pregnancy itch pregnancy um <laughs> i can't see pregnancy <laughs> you know <what> I mean? like, <laughs> my, my left arm fell off yeah yeah that's pregnancy that happens to you. <laughs> like what is it a symptom, a symptom of pregnancy and they're like well everybody's different but if it's happening and you're pregnant it's because you're pregnant right. <laughs> and so it's uh, in many ways, but I was actually chatting to someone who's had three kids uh, today, right. um, bizarrely enough, and um, I was like, first and last, first and last, I'm not doing it again. She was like, Athena, as soon as they're born, you forget about it. Mm. You forget about it and you get broody instantly. I can't um, imagine men would be the same. I'm, I, and I think this is a real thing where people talk about yeah. equality, right? And I always think yeah. the same thing, which is, yeah, men and women aren't equal. Women are better than men because <laughs> they have to go through this creation it's, of human humanity that's the responsibility yeah can i take Which, a ri- can i at the risk of adding to uh potential virtual signaling here yeah so i mean it's a very good uh way of describing the act of uh deity like holograph principle because it's like you said it's a whole kind of term of sacrifice only for at the end for you to love your creation unconditionally mm. so when we're trying to describe 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, I guess theology to people. That's the idea of God, isn't it? Is that, you know, it's all this painstaking blood, sweat and tears to create something only for it to, for you to love your creation unconditionally, even if it forgets your sacrifice hmm. or curses your sacrifice and curses the fact that they were created, which is like, I guess, what humans do in the face of like, you know, yeah. God, God itself. So it's it's interesting, man. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I think rather than saying whether or not men can do it and keeping it as rigidly binary as that, it's more. I guess it's a very strong function of the of the feminine mm. that there is a part of our brain which lends to creativity as well as maternity, yeah, which, allow, which ensures our survival as a species. But, yeah, um, it, but I just think in just terms of <laughs> just in terms of plain effort. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know like men are just like you know there's a there's like and a tendency to look somewhat presentable and stuff because probably when women are pregnant and stuff they still got like shave their legs and you know parts which will consider unsightly oh don't worry so, so, that's gone out the window you see like women with like bikini women in bikinis and stuff yeah. where, where, are heavily pregnant and stuff as well and they still have to adhere there's to that expe- it's, it's, it's crazy that there's that expectation that that is maintained like mm. um uh, I don't know how much te- I don't know how much detail to go into, but yeah, there's a one bit's out of the window because you have to be careful with infections. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the arms and the legs, I have to say, I've still kept that vanity. Um, oh, but right. yeah, so anyway, if you see a pregnant woman in a, in a bikini, have a word. She's like, yeah, so just say, look, love, look, we let it let it grow because yeah, no, you no don't want, for you, today, you know, yeah. you, it'll be worth it. You don't want to be itching in does six months time. Has it changed your opinion of? everyone you ever know who's who's done it because it, it well if if people people who've had like several children like more than one especially be i've i definitely struggled a bit being pregnant and working and stuff how mm. you can be pregnant and still raise other kids i take off it i put on hats specifically yeah. to, <laughs> i can walk out of the house i walk out I'm, I'm, where's the hat I'm, oh and i see if i see like somebody's pregnant with kids i'm like let me take my hat off to you yeah. uh incredible i don't i don't know how I don't know how you can be pregnant and funk and deal with other children. Right. It's just uh, so definitely even even more. And I think something that this is probably true for most people who have kids. Like you think about your mum, and I'm yeah. like, mm. wow, like like especially with 
I mean, the circumstances with which my mum had me and my brother, um, she had like a bit of ill health and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how she mm. done it, you know, and in the 80s as well, you know. Like, my mum as well, yeah. She's right. 80s where, you know, and also the bedside manner towards immigrants was not really the best by the NHS at that time as well. Mm. And my mother had complications whereby, you know, she was still well, severe hemorrhaging and she was still bleeding like for many years after we were born. I spent mm. three days in the incubator after I was born. So I didn't even really? spend time with my mother after our birth. And uh, yeah, it's, the, I mean, even just, even at this stage in uh, in human existence and our technological advances, there's a lot of complications where childbirth is concerned. So mm. yeah, yeah, it's a very it's, it's a very scary time, really, because it's like it's the very it's the most natural thing, but also like the most vulnerable time of like yeah. of your life. Mm. Um, and it's it's so I think about this made me more like admiring of her, really. Mm. Um, and it's true, like you do forget that your mum gave birth to you, like you yeah, don't think about it every day, no, you just you kind of. You just kind of go, is, go around existing. It's part of the reason that I was bringing it, bringing it up, really. It's just yeah. I just think it, it, we we grow up and then there's this point where they go, oh, so, you know, the, the you know, they do the thing and then they make the thing, it grows. And you're like, oh, cool. I'll just accept that as just normality. But like, you know. No, but what, now a human being made a sacrifice and yeah, put their yeah. own life on hold for yours. It's so wild, you, you, right? For you to come into this world, you take a loan out on someone else's life. Yeah. It, so. It's true. The amount of frozen pizzas I've eaten for this child, they'll never understand the sacrifice. <laughs> what, what are you getting? Do what are you mean? going I for? Had a, good I, had a, I had a two pack before this child and now it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> well, I'm never going to get it back. <laughs> I mean, that's um, a bonus in some ways. It must be, there must be moderate times where you're like, oh, this is great. I just eat this and that I can... It's, nice not, it's nice not to be vain, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely made me more respectful of that sacrifice of all mothers, really. Um, mm. And it's yeah, it's it's it is. I do feel sorry for guys in that I know a lot of men who want to be invested in the process and mm. they can't be because what can you do other than get get me a cushion? Get a cushion. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I was, I what think, can you do? I feel but, like yeah. I, what, should I uh, when uh, my prospective wife or partner is pregnant hit mm. the gym maybe. Maybe is that like, what you're thinking? I, I, I feel like, I feel like there's got to be some ways for me to so, so use this testosterone right. and also maybe. Do the physical act of developing the thick skin mm. to deal with some of the hormones since I will uh, be largely accountable for her condition. So, yeah, yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Pretty much, like, I, I mean, my friend <laughs> called me at like three in the morning and he'd be like, I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, going KFC drive-thru. <laughs> uh, it's three o'clock in the morning. He's in the States. He's like, uh, yeah, I know. So, but where are you going? Uh, wifey needed felt like chicken, so. Just fetch. That's what guys do, just fetch. So just be yeah. yeah, even you're, like, you're ready to go. Yeah, even like, so, I mean, I'll go, so basically I've moved in with my mum and mm. um, uh, so me and the father were co-parenting and whatever, mm. which is nice, but it's like, well, you could just disappear. <laughs> like you're literally <laughs> redundant. Like, right, and, yeah. it's, and then and it has made me think like, oh, I do feel sorry for fathers who are totally invested in the situation because it's like, you want to help, but you, you can't, you, mm. you, you know, the percent that doesn't go through you, you no. don't feed the child. If, if the child wants breast milk and you're breastfeeding, unless, you know, obviously you can express and bottle feed, mm. but you still need the mother to express. And even then, like, you know why use a bottle when you know some and some children don't go to the bottle some children yeah, yeah. will just want want just want the breast want nurse, and yeah, so yeah. for the first you know first six months to a year you're just like you might as well just go to work in it and yeah, just, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like pay some bills uh so yeah. that that, that fe- and that feeling of redundancy can i imagine can manifest itself in some like negative way yeah yeah definitely my, my dad did say to me you know that when you're first born is like you know it's like and also as a man it's also maybe there's an egotistical aspect of knowing if, especially if you're uh the mother of your child has a son, then you are no longer the main man in her life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's, that's another thing. That's that part of that complex is being aware yeah. that you are never Fuck. going to be the main man 
in that in that woman's yeah. life. Yeah. So you know, because it, essentially that child is completely dependent on her, doesn't go anywhere, and mm. will love her. Doesn't matter how fat she gets or how often she shaves. It's amazing so, we don't live in a matriarchy like with these yeah. dynamics. Well, like, that's that's why I bring it up, really. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's it just mental. Right? But it's interesting. But then the thing is, I think you know, you look at like a lot of proto-Abrahamic religion cultures. Where you know you look at you see a lot of fertility gods in Africa and mm. goddesses, sorry, in Africa and mm. a Parthenon of like goddesses in like you know Greek and Roman culture yeah, yeah. and stuff as it's well. It's true, so like for in a long time, and stuff. Yeah, idea, yeah so, the, so yeah, in Nubian stuff. So for a long time there was, and even in Kemetic culture, it was really the uh, the queens that would choose like potential partners to continue the dynasty. So for a very long time, there was definitely a matriarchal society, which I guess kind of made sense if you are going to be in tasked with passing on the existence of human beings and you'd want to choose mm. the right partners and it's very interesting that now you see there is a large element uh of abrahamic religion where it's either trying to mimic the uh power of creation that women have mm. or maybe oppose or suppress it yeah. you know mm. for the fact that marriage has to take it has to proceed uh having sex and that has to take place in a church or even even the act of uh i want to say the uh the Eucharist, where you drink the blood of Jesus, but what people say actually is that the shape of the uh, the goblet that you drink uh, the blood of Christ from is more in the shape of the birth canal, hmm. and the blood actually represents the menstrual cycle. So hmm. this is what they say, and, and obviously you know even uh, Islam being a lunar cult, well uh, the phases of the moon uh, are the same as the lunar uh, the menstrual cycle. So yeah. I think I think there is a real esoteric recognition of the power of maternity and, and femininity that. Uh, we kind of fight against. Yeah, we need to make way, sure it's back in focus. Yeah, yeah, in the same way that now, like, you know, for a very long time, my mum would try and scrub the back of my neck and I'd be like, I'm a man now. <laughs> I'm 12. What's wrong with you? So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I told people the other day, I still call my mum every day. That's uh, normal. Yeah. yeah, I think that. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's not because I need to tell her that, you know, I it's ate my vegetables at no, lunch. it's not, it's it's not like, at all, but I speak to my mum every day as well. Yeah, yeah. She wants, I, she wants to hear I'm all right. No, I think that's... But do, same with your dad's. Uh, yeah, but then I think, but the funny thing, with my dad and I is that we have, it's, and it's a very much a cultural thing. Uh, we we're, we're men of few words, mm. but by that same token, he is aware that I have a I've had a close relationship with my mom. Yeah, right. And for my dad, for all, and you know, my dad is a very uh, a, has would be I guess considered very alpha and masculine. That you know, he does everything with his hands. He's worked woodwork and he's a mechanic and is like, but I can take for free every Sunday mom's house right yeah yeah. without fail. interesting if she needs her if she needs her, her garden clean he's there yeah. like mondays he's there and you know it's the, same, it's the same principle you know and and for a lot of cultures you know who who very much exuberate a very uh masculine alpha thing so like you take italian americans and matthew stuff but it's like if you don't if you're someone who doesn't take care of your mother or respect your mother then mm. what kind of man are you yeah so i mean the uh, big thing to me still is just that you know we're sitting here and there's a there's a human being yeah, she's fighting to get out. Like literally, we, I took her to the cinema today, and she was going nuts. So, <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You took her where?" I took her to the cinema. What'd you watch? Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Right, it's a good cool. film. Yeah, she liked it, did she? Or? Well, she—I don't know if she liked it or hated it, but she was responding very enthusiastically right, wow. uh, to the environment. And it, you like, you see, like leg, arm, leg. Oh, arm, you can see so, it. Yeah, yeah. You that's see, amazing. And that's what I mean. Like, like bottom line. Oh man, you got to poke her back in. It's nuts <laughs> because <laughs> it's like you. It's, she's kind of normally there's something sticking out here like a, you know those cartoons you know like in the cartoons where someone gets hit on the head yeah, yeah. Luck comes up <laughs> yeah. oh it's it's really I don't like it at all I have to just sort of go yeah that, I've only seen I've only seen, seen a fucking print pictures but it's amazing that's man. wild right that's that like the so craziest wild. thing yeah because they're like um yeah because they're, they're, they're she's like she's about eight pounds now apparently which is um unfortunate 
Um, it's an unfortunate weight for a, pa- yeah, a, a weight. pound less. It's a, big, it's, a big, been, it's a big baby. Yeah, yeah. well, they apparently they, they use the scan to estimate the weight. So hopefully, it's wrong. She's on a diet right now. <laughs> yeah. so, You're damn. not though. Frozen <laughs> 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 no. pizzas yeah. aren't going to help get that it, weight down. But it's nuts. But actually, going back to could men handle it? You just, yeah. I just remembered something. Apparently, there was a male contraceptive pill developed, and right. it had pretty much the same side effects as the female one. And they were like, "Oh, we won't <clears> give this to men. This is poison." This is technically true. And then. That's obviously right, like no, obviously but for right. women but women you can, you know you must control your cycle well even the coil whatever. man the women yeah. have the coil yeah. and like, i would never take that yeah, I was for just, me and for, for me, me it's nah, like man. i don't not anything if that's your choice it's absolutely fine but to t- tell a man you're going to put a, med- a metal hook mm. in his urethra by way of his penis yeah. stop him getting pregnant and see if you survive that consultation Oh please! It's, yeah. it's because it's, I even you can bring a prostate exam to my friends and there's gonna be a fight. Cool, even even the cap, like yeah. it's just like even like never all, the idea of having like a physical like a plastic metal object put yeah. there. I'll just you know I'd rather just I'd rather abstain. Yeah, but <laughs> well, we'll come back to you. Actually, about, yeah. about, yeah, we'll come back to you. See how you feel. We'll come back to you. See how you feel about that. I said rather abstain with like yeah. nine months of baby in my stomach. Like clearly, it's not the case. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> with the, uh, you know, God, that, we'll, we'll look forward to Thank seeing. You. We'll let the yeah. listeners know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you an update. I'll send you cute pics. Yeah, right. Of the baby, not what I perceive to be cute. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, yes. you're going to wrap it up, no? I'm going to wrap up, yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully continue with the theme so we make the whole thing kind of dovetail uh, because my question was also on the basis of the wonderment of uh, childbirth mm. and pregnancy. Um, and also in line with the question you asked because, you know, I, uh, and the background to this question is, I took, my nephew is uh, now, he's uh, 12. Well, he's going on, he's 11, going on 12. Uh, we are talking to see a film called Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Um, not, not the best. People film. saying not great. No, yeah. it's not a shame. Great, not great. Because it's supposed to be a really good. Really good book. Yeah. Wealth of potential. F- f- landed flat on his face. Right. Um, however, uh, there was a part of the film where my nephew remarked, oh, that's kind of racist. And my heart sank because hmm. I felt like I failed. In that, uh, whatever my works have been, or in thoughts or words or deeds, have not been enough, and there's lots of others for him not to be aware of that. And that, you know, and I remember being the age I was at when I became aware of the existence of racism. Hmm. He's maybe a few years later, but the fact that he is still aware of it without any prompt from me. Hmm. Was it? To, was it a racist moment? Kind of. What, what was I it? Remember, I think it was. Uh, so the end of the film. And uh, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she's the the, the lesbian from um, Master of None. Mm. Like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Actress. What's her right. name? I, can't remember I know her. who you mean. Yeah. <sighs> but she uh, will, will remember. But she had said, I think, um, there's something about, about a reward and, and uh, how little the reward she had gotten or how little she was involved in the plan. And he was like, oh, why is she not even included? And he, and he was like, oh, that's so racist. And I was just like, man. Hmm. Like I really thought I'd be working towards a point where he would be kind of oblivious to that and not as a result of naivety, literally just because, you know, you want to create a better world for successive generations than the one you lived in. That's, I guess that's supposed to be the whole raison d'etre of being an adult or being responsible or guardian. So that's the background. Anyway, the point is that uh, I feel like we all at some point maybe feel like we could, uh, there was, there'd be several things we'd like to tell our younger selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess is a one way of looking at uh, having a child. And I am grateful for that. My parents have never kind of had that narrative where I'm like, they're like, I own you and you're my child, et cetera, et cetera. They've really 
being more custodial and more like guardians, being like, you know, at some point you'll be an adult and be responsible for your own life. And we can only guide you to this point based on our, mm. the wisdom of experience. So that's a very convoluted way of me saying, uh, if you were to give your child their briefing for, you know, their first year on earth, hmm. what, what the, what's, the, what's the special stuff you've learned that you may only you know secret stuff that you'd want to tell your, your kid Fucking oh hell. wow jesus first, christ the first thing is or just, or just a brief it's like just basically a briefing of the stuff like the secret stuff like you know for example like where it's like it can even be stuff like oh like I, like where you can go to use the toilet for free in the train station like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i know yeah. the best place yeah. to go for pissing king's cross exactly yeah yeah stuff like Maybe that, that marlebone's free it's always been free nice. um but it's a bit out of the way but good if you're going to birmingham yeah. Um, so do as much business in Birmingham as you can I guess that'd be the first bit of advice oh, w- oh um, Wickham as well it's got uh, Marlebane Wickham as well oh yeah Wickham yeah that's alright um, yeah. I think if that's all we've got to tell the children <laughs> then we're in real just trouble where, where to, where yeah, just good free. places to piss in public <laughs> yeah um, I'll tell you actually I'll tell you I've got so my my twin brother his girlfriend's expecting too oh. right and this is going somewhere and uh, they both sent me a picture yesterday and it was a picture of a tiny, tiny, tiny pair of Nike Air Maxes. And I just said, very cute. But what I really wanted to say is, nah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. yet. They're, they're going to want all that stuff at some point. At some point, they're going to get Instagram and see the Skepta Airs or mm. the Off-Whites. And they're going to start salivating. Um, and I'm like, nah, I, I would like her to be free as much as I can have her be free for as long as possible f- of want for things that aren't related to her own personal happiness. Mm. Um, Commercial lies. Yeah, but bigger than that, because I think it's okay to like beautiful things. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I think trainers are beautiful as it happens. It's my my culture, my generation. Mm. But like, I do think like you have to understand when it serves someone else's interests more than it serves your own. Mm. And whether it's really beautiful, whether it's just something someone else has and you having it, is like a performative thing that makes you feel as good as they do because they feel good. So I must feel good. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like what I've noticed people do. And it's, this isn't a criticism because what well, is a criticism, but it's can't be helped, especially when they're about to have children It's like they go out and they buy things. And it's like, actually what you actually want to do when you find out you're expecting is like just invest in yourself as a person yeah. because children don't need anything other than somewhere to sleep, something to eat and mm. shelter. And, yeah, you know, and I, I do, I struggle with this whole, oh my God, I bought these cute shoes and I've got this cute top, oh, this thing that they're going to wear for a month and then they're going to be too, too yeah. big for. So get, I definitely get would, the borrows. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh man, I've got sackfuls of like secondhand clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually so grateful because it gives me a connection to my friends and their children. That one of the most beautiful things I, had. Yeah. Yeah. You, I ever see, in, in, I, haven't, I haven't had kids yet, but one of the beautiful things you see is when my uh, youngest niece turns up and we're at my other brother's house and my other niece is there and the older niece goes, I used to wear that. Yes, yeah, it's and lovely, goes, it? It's yours. And yeah. it's like, oh, what a beautiful thing. The and they share yeah, that. I love it. Good. And it's like, when we say hand-me-downs, these are things that are like a year old. Like mm. they're not, oh, exactly. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not talking about like you know, things. I, I had a friend as well on that subject where like my girlfriend at the time had bought a Primark baby grow yeah. for his son and he made a big deal about it being from Primark. And we don't talk anymore. Yeah, it's mad. I His mean, big deal was what? Hey, why is it from Primark? And like, saying, as in it's shitty. Yeah, well, not even the quality, but it's from a, a, a not an upscale place. Right. And like, I remember thinking, I don't know what this guy's problem is. I spoke to I spoke to my parents about it, and they were like, and this is the kind of thing I will speak to my dad about because I think he will have the, a, a similar perspective. And because he was like, you know, for a long time, your mother and I used to argue over the fact that she'd buy nice things and dresses and stuff. And his, my mom's got six sisters. So my sister Fuck. was showered with gifts and yeah. they'd, buy, they'd buy, bring stuff from America and like 
So he was like, it was always an issue, but he was like, something like a baby grow, the rate at which children grow when they're first born. I mean, they poo their pants. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, yeah, exactly. they just yeah, yeah. poo themselves. Yeah? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's mad. So definitely the, the, the idea that, you know, I want to see a smile on her face because she saw, because one of my dreadlocks is in her mouth. Or, you know, something, yeah, exactly. something yeah, like yeah. that. I don't want her to be like, think, oh my God, I, gazelles. Like, nah. I not, think that's uh, teaching any young uh, person of any age kind of um a, a realization that you know individuality above any kind of superficiality yeah. is the key to uh a happy existence that's a big statement but it it's I, I i would no, but i would a, back a, it all the way completely like i noticed with my nephews and nieces i got nephew i've talked about him probably on here before i've talked about him with because reggie yates told one of, them, one of them to stop flipping trainers uh was the other time i brought them <laughs> up but um, but like they're, they're across a few ages from like I think it's like nine to fifteen now, and they they forming proper characters like that's yeah. proper who they're going to be. And I my biggest battle with them is to say, do not feel weird because of what you like is not what everyone else likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of my nephews instantly as soon as he heard Guns and Roses, fucking liked them. And you know what? No one's listening to that at school. Fuck school. Yeah. That's what you should be listening. If you like Guns N' Roses, then listen to them. My yeah. niece learned how to play piano, right? She's like 13 now, without a lesson. Yeah. So she could hear a song, right? And just start playing and just learn. And just, and it's incredible. You can listen yeah. to her play any song now and she's incredible. And she hasn't pursued it because it's like, well, I don't know if I'm any good. Fuck that. You're yeah. really, you can just do your thing. Yeah. Don't you, you don't need to be bought in by anything else yeah definitely yeah. especially now like with social media you oh. can you have an insight into people's lives that like we definitely didn't have so we'd go yeah. home in our houses and we wouldn't know what anyone else was doing no, no, so no, like, we, living, like yeah. me and my brother were like this is the queen we didn't know that that was weird yeah. <laughs> you know? but now if i if i snapchatted that people would probably like have something to say yeah. so yeah I, I having so, that individuality is, is I definitely mean, so i know dane now. yeah dane fights a good battle on on social media you know like i, I yeah. see dane every day on social media fighting a good battle but you know what? Most people aren't. Yeah, yeah. Most true. people are not. And yeah. I am, I, I I don't know. Like I'm getting to a point in my life where I can't water it down anymore. There is a poison seeping through our veins. In, and you know what? I I, I, I work in television and, and, and you know, I, I've, I know how hard it is to invent a TV show, right? But fucking hell, this thing called The Circle, right? To me, in my opinion, and look, apologies to everyone at Studio <laughs> Lambert, Channel 4, the lovely people who do the voiceover, you know, there's loads of really nice people involved in that show, but fuck me, that's the end of times. I've as not far seen as I'm it. Concerned. I've just heard people say that. I, but I, I've I not just seen caught it. a glimpse of it, but I, and I'm not really that aware of it. I my issue, I had the issue with the circle where the advertisement for it was mm. a, a, a like a, what's called a wrap over over the newspaper, right. and there was a story at the top which read about a sex yeah. slave being <laughs> yeah, returned to a kidnapper. Yeah. But then at the top, like the picture was of a, a topless black man in yeah. like slacks, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you're obviously trying to create a link between. <laughs> this and the story and uh yeah so i'm put off by the whole idea i, mean, I spoke to the actor or the model involved mm. and he sent me an, an alternate uh, picture where they put a different story which was not they related to slavery it. at wow. all. Yeah, yeah. so they but had the, changed it the standard wow. is a really dark paper anyway like very dark it, it's paper. like not it's definitely has an agenda yeah yeah of course it's, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um there's and there's a reason why he's there with like no experience of editing these it's george osborne isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. George Osborne. So i mean look, dude, I, so. I really feel bad pointing out like the the circle is one as like the, this is the pillar of it but the thing that gets to me is, is 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 there was a time when when big brother came out almost 20 years ago now yeah, and yeah. it was really interesting to sit and look at humans 
being humans. That's mm. all it was. If you watch back, it's so dry yeah. as a TV show watching it back, but it was humans being humans. Now yeah. what we have is a construction of a form of reality where people want to do something because they hope a version of themselves will make them money. But that's, but, isn't that like ironically, uh, maybe it's making a really good point about, because that's what people do. Yeah. They've created a version of themselves and they make themselves Instagram like millionaires or whatever. I mean, I mean, the way you're talking about the circle, it kind of sounds like the way I feel about Love Island. It's entirely the same thing. It's a show I was... And the yeah. thing that disappointed me most about Love Island is people I respect, like, really like that mm. show. Agreed, agreed, <laughs> yeah. And agreed. I think it's one of the most anti-black shows that is out there. Massively. It's, and um, Not only that, yeah. especially people that... Uh, sorry to cut you, but, like, people I respected like it as well. Mm. And while I will not use your like of Love Island to form my opinion of you, but I would want creators to keep in mind that the longer you continue to endorse this form of entertainment you are cannibalizing your own opportunities i feel yeah, yeah i definitely feel that's the case and you know it's a real it's a real shame because it's kind of what i said before like we've never had so much access to like exposure and being on a soapbox and mm. money and opportunity and we're kind of just using it to kind of just like go along with the kind of dumbing down and the assimilation that, we've regressed to yeah. uh, adolescence i think that's yeah, what yeah. it is perfect, perfect. perfect. social media perfect has allowed us to regress to adolescence it. in that uh, your adolescence essentially was a point in time where we all had no, we lack the wisdom of experience and had mm. the mind of children, but you have the hormones and impulses of an adult. And so obviously that's a recipe for disaster mm. when you're in an environment where you're also being, your interactions and your socializing is uh, separated along lines, potentially of gender, depending on the kind of school you go to or your age and stuff. And so that's all bars your opportunity for learning and gaining more experience. Mm. Also, you learn to concede uh, power to authority because you've got to raise your hand to speak when you're in school and stuff like that as well, despite you being an, mm. uh, having the body of an adult. So you're already learning to concede to control and authority and i think that that's what's been replicated because there's because like for example if you look at like the popular guy in school when you're in secondary school and then when you leave secondary school and you and you're not you're no longer within what's a rather intense and kind of quite broad um paradigm of interaction and then when you leave like in secondary school that's probably you, you socialize the most the most people mm. your age most opportunity for it and you do stuff like you know even extra curricular stuff once you leave school, it's, it's not people like that. That guy's a bus driver now. Or that guy's like, you know, he's got a regular menial job like most people. But in school, the idea is that he was a popular person. He was mm. handsome. Mm. Or he was an early bloomer. And if you look at like things like Instagram and stuff like that now, it's the same thing where you have a popular girl and there's no merit for her popularity other than her popularity yep. and her appearance. And that's how it was. It's a meritocracy second- based on superficiality. But it's really, yeah. it's that, really that, that weird. goes against the idea that the content of your character is king or queen. You know, like well, that, but it's not even content because it's, it's, because even that's a projection of a false reality. And but that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Though, like the content of someone's character is like I've sat in a room with you guys, and there is content to your character that I it enriches my life, and that and that being lost through this. this and it, it's through very, it's through a very kind of consistent and oppressive aesthetic yeah. that is is kind of designed to kind of make people hate themselves and it's actually the heart of it is consumerism it's mm. all capitalism that's the why it's, it's the heart of it. instagram if it yeah. was about pictures it'd be called instagraph the suffix yeah. for graph would refer to it being about pictures mm. it's called instagram because it's just to replace television to provide this idealized aesthetic and also to provide an aspirational uh lifestyle or journey mm. based on shame yeah, yeah or based on the fact that you know you know projecting this uh fallacy of yeah. uh, you know a good life the only difference is that it's not subject to the same level of re- uh, of regulation that tv is so all the, because all, the, all those stupid images or the irrespons- yeah. irresponsible images you see on instagram mm. they're on tv as well but with tv you regulation dictates that you have to put a disclaimer which says 
this model in a shampoo advert is wearing extensions or do not try this at home right. or consult an adult. Whereas on Instagram, it's the wild west. Yeah. So essentially you have these projections of these kind of body types and stuff like that. And there's no, there's no, uh, governing body which dictates they have to let a potential audience sure. know it's there's, mad. there's no watershed for instagram for example yeah and it's it's the sole lip gloss that's yeah. what it's for like these <laughs> these people don't even realize their power and how they're, they're literally just trying to sell lip yeah. gloss or spanks yeah. or whatever it is so it's not it's not even for like it's not even i think i'd wish they were trying to dominate the world do you know what i mean mm. i wish they were trying yeah. to do something more important they're just they're just trying to sell so um it's foundation no, or, it, or whatever well, it's not even they're trying to sell it's just that they are they in i will say esoterically they know they have nothing else to offer and they know that even their actions are hollow because for you to have to chronicle these aspects of your life where where you're not really actually engaging with people that have a care about your welfare mm. like to you to maintain that relevance like they have nothing else so if you approach people of that nature and say you sell this and sell this weight loss tea or this lollipop they're gonna do it because you know it's essentially it's a it's a definitely a um it's a buyer's market. If you're a corporation or you're, you know, you yeah. have, and you want to find human uh, billboards. Yeah, they're human billboards, yeah. So like going back to your question, that's definitely, and it kind of links to my response. It's like, if I can just protect her as long as possible from or the- at least, I, Or at least give her the self-defense methods. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, to kind of deny it or to to challenge it or to not engage with it. You know, yeah. there's mm. still, there's still, there are better things to do than scroll through Instagram. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know, there were better things to do. And, yeah, and, you know, so. and the thing, the good thing about kids potentially is that you know, kids normally rebel against the zeitgeist, the preceding zeitgeist. So because everyone is on Instagram now, kids, the next generation might be like, "Oh, you're using Instagram." What happened to Facebook? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean, like kids stop using Facebook. So hopefully, in the future, that, I would I yeah. would tell the kids the, to to respect and 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 observe the wonder of nature as well, like that. Yeah. That is something that I just think we grow up in cities. You grow up it's in a true. city. I grew up yeah. in a city. I didn't go into a field until I was twenty five. Like, I went to like parks and stuff. I didn't, I never when you, saw When you really yeah. get to appreciate nature uh, and, and there's the whole stats about how happier kids are if they have access to that. Um, it's I access, think, and it's access to the sun. But yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, just to make sure your your your, uh, your happiness is there. Yeah, depends on, you know, mm. your own, it stems from your own self-love rather yeah. than, yeah, yeah, seeking it from external places. I don't know how parents do it. I think I'm going to call my mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea well there, there were some good questions today they, questions. we went all over the place um, I think we fixed everything th- yeah no you're right yeah, we fought the power we got the manifesto down at least yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. and, and, and um, good good luck with the <laughs> with the you know creation of a human being well she's your created body. now she just has to get out somehow right. so, so, escape yeah. plan have you ever seen that film Oh uh, no, should I watch it? Is it useful? Would it well, not for use? pregnancy, oh, no. Okay, but if you then. like Slice Alone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the same film, then you will be happy. Uh, yes, I do. I'm so going to watch it. And there's an Escape uh, Plan 2 coming, actually. So. Okay, I'm in. So, <laughs> I'm <laughs> a strange advert at the end of this I'm podcast. Uh, cool. So before you go, uh, other than the impending birth of your child, uh, anything common that we can look out for? <laughs> 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 As it happens now, I'm having a bit of what um, what uh, is I'm calling maternity leave, but it's not because you get paid for that. Right, <laughs> and, uh, no one's yeah. paying me to not show up at their comedy club, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, maybe in the new year, I will just follow me on my socials. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> stay, yeah, stay, touch, yeah stay, stay, stay in touch with the journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, having 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 totally slagged off. Do follow me on social media if you'd like to know what I got to. Next. And for an alternative narrative to your usual social media offering. Exactly. So, yeah. Athena, thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. For you, Thanks for having me. For you and baby for coming through and uh, keep listening, guys. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. 
For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. Our guest was Athena Kugblenu. You can follow Athena at Athena Kugblenu. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me at the Howard Cohen. The show was mixed. The music was by Afei Saki. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening. And remember, question everything. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.